Do you like NASCAR? Do you like a tribe called Quest? Well, you gonna love the Urban Conservative. Do you like manwich and nachos? Well, then you'd love the Urban Conservative. Do you like guns? Do you like butter? Well, you're gonna love the Urban Conservative. Yo, what's good, son? You like pitbulls, say? You like solving Sudoku puzzles? Then you're gonna love the Urban Conservative. Hey, buddy, if your car making a sound like this, you might want to get you some power steering fluid and check out the Urban Conservative podcast. Are you repulsed by the idea of drag queen story time at your local library, but enjoy Carol Baskin TikTok memes? Then you would enjoy the Urban Conservative. This season of the Urban Conservative Podcast is brought to you by Newton for Senate, working to improve education, reduce taxes, and keep North Carolina number one for business. Find out more at newtonforsenate.com. This episode of the Urban Conservative has also been sponsored by Case Technology Consulting. Help your business get value out of its data and become more efficient and streamlined. Case Technology Consulting. Check out the link in the description. All right, what ladies up, and up. gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, yo, your joint say top of the morning. It ain't top of the morning. It's Monday night. It's time for the Urban Conservative Podcast. I'm your host, Raheem Architect Soto. That is my twin brother and the other half of the Urban Conservative Podcast, Adul Ali. Sir, how are you doing? How was the weekend? I am fantastic, brother. We had a great weekend around these parts. MLK celebrations galore. I got to give a big shout out to my young Republicans here in Cabarrus County that braved the cold that was Atrium Ballpark on Saturday to go out and represent the GOP at the MLK Dream Day in the Park celebration. Shouts out to the Concord and Cabarrus MLK Celebration Committee for all of their work. Well, that is a big deal. I'm going to leave it there because we got plenty to talk about tonight. I'm going to stop there. Look, do us a favor. Head over to YouTube.com at TUC Twins. You have to do that for us. That is our new YouTube channel. And, of course, you can catch us on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter Live right now. And you can catch reruns of the show on Millennium TV 24 News on Roku, Amazon, Apple TV, and all yes, of that good stuff like that. Shouts out to Stuart Door over at Millennium TV 24. And you can catch us doing the news periodically throughout the day if you get the app on your, yep. uh, on your smart device over there. You can catch us throughout the day bringing the news. Um, one other thing I want to shout out before we do that. Uh, yep. We have our Soulful Sundays launching Whoa. in February. That is our faith-based program, and that's going to be an hour or two every Sunday dedicated specifically to faith-based education um, and and how faith interacts and lines up with our political stuff and where it doesn't, where it should, maybe it shouldn't, you know. We're going to have all kinds of wonderful discussions, but you can come get your soul full 
every Sunday starting in February right here on the Urban Conservative. So it's MLK Day, man. It's MLK Day. Happy MLK Day, everybody. Uh, for the record, today is not the day just to watch football or basketball or any of that stuff. MLK Day is the day you should do something nice for somebody else. You should be of service to somebody today. If you didn't do nothing else for nobody else, today's a good day to get that off. You could normally be a prick, but on MLK Day, you should do one thing. Whether that's, for some people, that's as easy as holding a door for somebody. You're normally not the person that would hold the door. Hold the door for somebody. You, you still have. At? Listen, you know what I was shocked at? How four many hours left in a day to pull that off. Listen, I was shocked at how many people actually had to go to work today. I don't know. <laughs> I was like, what do you mean you have to work? I was like, it's Martin Luther King Day. They was like, yeah, doesn't matter. Got to get this bag. I believe it is a federal bank holiday. Get in the comments. Let us know. We should be in the. Uh, it is a federal holiday from what I think. Um, but the. Um, TUConservative.com. Sister Kira shouts out to, to Sister Kira. I think she's still in Pennsylvania, but shouts out to everybody that checks out the podcast in the Pennsylvania area. Big ups to the U2A movement and all of those folks. With today being MLK Day, though, bro, I, I gotta, I, I want to start here. Here's the question. Okay. What do you think MLK was actually trying to tell the American people? What what do you think the 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 what was he actually trying to say? Okay, so there's some this is a, a kind of a touchy thing because there's some controversy surrounding MLK. We're not going to act like the controversy doesn't exist, but that's not what, what was we, that documentary Wolf in Sheep's Clothing? Yeah, there was some there was some things that he had going on. And in all fairness, right? Uh, nobody, to my knowledge, has topped Joe Biden's effery. As far as that, so there's some there's some debate about did did Mr. King uh, doctor plagiarize doctor? They were trying to take the doctorate, but did he write his own thesis? Did he plagiarize? Did he do? You know, they did. Yeah, I heard there was a little softballing in the university system at that time. Uh, you know, we want we need us a few well spoken Negroes to get through the process. So, I listen. Unfortunately, Yeesh. you're not Shikes. kidding about about that being the way that was said. That was there was somebody in the room who said that. You know, he's a well spoken Negro. We can. <laughs> that's right, a go. Actually said that in the night. Yeah, well, unfortunately, yikes! It might it might have had less of an er on it and an o on it. He's a well spoken Negro. Yeah, this is a Negro. They were. Do you moving. think you could tolerate being called that to your face in 2023? Get in the comment section and let me know. <laughs> if someone says to you, oh, 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 oh. He, "You're such a nice a little Negro." She's a politely Negro lady. Oh, Negro oh lady. God. Oh <laughs> Negra lady. Well, what I'm saying is, oh, you're gonna get us in trouble. Is a, a mix of, uh, notwithstanding the the controversy, right? Uh huh. I think if we were to examine anybody, they're gonna sure. have some flaws. There's gonna be some some uh, missteps, some mistakes along the way of this journey sure. for life. But I think what what Martin Luther King stood for and became and evolved to stand for. I think is is alive and well. I think we have examples of of what he stood for and the things that the realizations that he came to make closer to the time he was unfortunately assassinated. Right. Um, 
I think he started to have some realizations. He started out a little communist in his views, a little Marxist in his views, and those developed uh, eventually over time. So, you know, I I don't I, to get a national holiday is a tough deal, man. He did his thing. He got all right. So holiday. so part part of this, what we want to do is we looked at some of the rare speeches that King gave, and this is one that he was talking about. And this is why I'm asking you that question, bro. What was King actually talking about? Check this out. This is the most important and crucial period of your lives for what you do now and what you decide now at this age may well determine which way your life shall go. And the question is whether you have a proper, a solid, and a sound blueprint. And I want to suggest some of the things that should be in your life's blueprint. Number one in your life's blueprint should be a deep belief in your own dignity, your own worth, and your own somebodyness. Don't allow anybody to make you feel that you are nobody. Whoa. Always feel that you count. Always feel that you have worth. And always feel that your life has ultimate significance. Secondly, in your life's blueprint, you must have, as a basic principle, the determination to achieve excellence Whoa. in your various fields of endeavor. You're going to be deciding as the days and the years unfold what you will do in life, what your life's work will be. Once you discover what it will be, set out to do it and to do it well. Be a bush if you can't be a tree. If you can't be a highway, just be a trail. If you can't be the sun, be a star. For it isn't by size that you win or you fail. Be the best of whatever you are. And finally, in your life's blueprint, must be a commitment to the eternal principles of beauty, love, and justice. Well, life for none of us has been a crystal star, but we must keep moving. We must keep going. If you can't fly, run. If you can't run, walk. If you can't walk, crawl, but by all means, keep moving. I so, bro, what he said in that speech right there would get him in trouble today. That would get him in... You're on mute. That would get him in trouble today. Yeah, there's a there's a contention of people who would find that to be a problem. Listen, we're going to keep talking about MLK. We're going to take a quick break right here on the Urban Conservative Podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That share button real quick. Let people know what's going on, man. We'll be right back after this quick commercial break. TV, bridging communities worldwide. We broadcast diverse international content from Europe, Asia, Africa, and now right here in the USA. Watch us via Roku on your smart TV. Submit your own content to 1530entertainmentllc at gmail.com. Download the Millennium TV app from the App Store to stream our shows anywhere, anytime. Millennium TV. 
Welcome back to the top of the uh, top of the morning. Urban Conservative Podcast. Yeah, I've been I've been on that top of the morning. Yo, if you if you haven't done so already, make sure every 8 a.m. every morning, 8 a.m. right here for top of the morning podcast with me, Adul Ali. Yo, so MLK. First question was, what was he really trying to say to America? And and I asked you that question, bro, because here's what I was. I don't think I, was... I really answered it. I think I gave you. No, like, you didn't. You you, you I gave you, you some little... puffy. I got lost, but but I so you did a little puffy side. Was, <laughs> what I, what I think he was yeah. trying to say in his overall message sounded very personal responsibility. Sound very pull yourself up by the bootstraps. It sounded very no matter. No matter what you do, it sounds like he was telling people that their fate's kind of in their own hands. So would you think, and this is the second part of this question, because we now have a Democrat party in this country. We now have a left in this country that suggests because you are African-American, you're starting out on the bottom. Uh, America somehow in 2023 is more racist than it was in 1956. Do you think Martin Luther King would be happy with where the direction of civil rights in this country has gone? Considering that we have a thing called democratic socialists now. Okay, uh, wait, wait, wait. Fair question. Fair question. Yes. I think up until the last two years, he would have been perfectly fine. He would have been like, oh, this is great. Because I don't know if you realize it was like this whole weird space in the late 90s, early 2000s, and even maybe a little earlier than that. But like real hardcore black hating, white hating, I hate this group. You were a weirdo from like 89 on. It was hip hop. I'll say from the hip hop era on, hip hop was like the last vestige of 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 like the last thing to break down that that race wall i think the the early because you had too many different groups have to come together to make the ingredients for hip-hop and then you, you had third the, base of all things i mean come yeah, on. you can't take the puerto ricans out you can't take the jewish kids out you can't take the black kids out you can't take the haitian kids out of out of right. hip-hop you can't do it you can't so, take the jamaican kids out right I think he would be pleasant. He would have been up until the last maybe two and a half years. He'd have been pleasantly surprised, in my opinion, about where America is. I mean, think about it. Everybody's like beige now. <laughs> like almost, almost, everybody's almost beige. Beige yeah, brownish. Another like, another like two generations, and it's going to be like all beige people. Uh, that's where it's going. So, I mean, he Here, here's been, the thing. I, he I agree with, with you. It, but he would have been upset or or very confused by the left. Like, yeah. He would have been extremely confused. I think so. And I, look, wh- one of the problems that I'm having, you know, as I was sitting in the MLK events this weekend and I watched a couple of different events that went on around the country, the one thing is there's this undertone at these MLK events that it was palpable. And I'll tell you what I mean by that. At the event that I was at, right, I invited the Republican Party sponsor to table there. Okay. And we were pretty much the only table with white folks at it at this event. Okay. I can count on one hand how many people came over to that table. You understand what I'm saying? I could count on one hand how many people came over that we didn't know that said, Hey, how you guys doing? Welcome. The other thing that I noticed is that the people today, this speech today that, that I watched a black representative 
who made it to the state legislature explained that there are today the same impediments as there were in the 1950s is ridiculous. Yo, listen, Martin Luther it's King ridiculous, would look ridiculous, bro. Martin Luther King would look at Hakeem Jeffries like something's wrong with him. He'd be like, what's wrong with this boy? <laughs> Don't <laughs> you see your get Hakeem? What oh. is he talking about? Why That's is Sister right. Kamala not using her words to make sentences that make sense? She has continued. Brother Hakeem, <laughs> you need to understand that the Planned Parenthood is wholesale killing our babies. That's where MLK would be right now. That's understand. my opinion. He wouldn't understand. No, he wouldn't understand. He he wouldn't understand the idea because remember when he was around, it was right when things started to change. He saw that moral decline happening, and that's the fight that he was engaged in was to try to keep a certain level of morality there. But here's right, the yo, problem. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Before we end this segment, we do we, we'll talk about it next segment. All right, right, but here's the here's the point that I'm trying to make. When you his very church, Ebenezer Baptist Church, Baptist Church, allows President Joe Biden to get up there and lie, okay, and to get up there and to just bold face lie when the and and look, I'm gonna get here's all the hecklers when you need them, right? Where was the person in the crowd? All right, so y'all probably experienced this sister such and such, a brother such and such, giving testimonial in the church, and all you hear from the background, you know, he lying. <laughs> Oh, oh, wow. oh, what's that? What's that scene from uh, 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 uh from from Vampire in Brooklyn? <laughs> Eva is good. <laughs> you just reminded me of that scene from the, oh my god, tell Reverend Willie what's happening. Yo, here's the point. Why, that I'm trying why and that is a great question. Why is he keep touching people, kids? That is an amazing that is question. weird. Here's the here's the point that I'm trying to make though. I don't think if Martin Luther King Jr. was still alive today, he would have allowed Joe Biden to step foot in that church based on his position on abortion. I think Martin Luther King would be hypercritical of the black church today because of its complicity and, and the things that the Democrat Party espouses and the things that they stand for. I bet you Martin wow. Luther King would be unaffiliated today. He wouldn't be a Democrat or a Republican. I think he would be right in the middle and being trying to work with both sides to figure things out. But this complicity that the black church has, and I know I'm going to, somebody's going to hit me up. Why are you talking about the church like that? I'm talking about the church like that because you don't eat like the book tells you to. You don't dress like the book tells you to. You don't treat people like the book tells you to. Jesus you wouldn't know. You don't pick your music according the way the book tells you to. You don't, you, you don't, yeah. look, and, and, and here's the, here's the thing. Am I saying we're, we're, we're perfect? No. But what I'm suggesting is that the things that the church has espoused are things that are opposed to what's in the Bible and opposed to what's good for the communities that they say they represent. And it's absolutely atrocious to have somebody like Joe Biden speaking in the very church that Martin Luther and Ebenezer Baptist Church. That's absolutely disgusting. And I'll tell you another thing. The people on the left, the Democrats who stand up there and, and every MLK weekend, they take side shots. I, I had a lady say this today. She was like, oh, well, I'm the first black this and I'm the first black that. And I'm tired of being the first black this. Do you think the black political caucus in my community recognized that I was the first black man to be the chair of the Republican Party in my county? Do you think I got a phone call, email, text message, anything 
And not that I was looking for it, but when I did reach out to say, hey, I'm in a position of influence. Let's use this influence to benefit our community. What I got met with is a you said this about me and you said that about me and you said this when I was running for office. You're damn right I said it because I disagree with your position on abortion. I disagree with your position on taxes. I disagree with your position on defunding police because it's going to hurt my community. Before we close this segment out, here's 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 the wildest thing, right? The the, mm-hmm. the idea that Martin Luther King would, you're right, he would be a little upset. He, I, I think he would probably be a little more right leaning because right now, the way it appears, and this is just an observation, uh-huh. the values that most line up with our Judeo, our historical, our historically successful Judeo-Christian value set that helped persevere through Jim Crow, through slavery, through these different things. Right. Those value sets are being espoused by more right-leaning people. So I think he would, you may be right, he may be maybe unaffiliated, but I would I would have to think based on the rhetoric from, from our side, based on what we promote and espouse, he would have to lean our way. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come right back on this Martin Luther King episode. We are celebrating the life and and just having a conversation about Martin Luther King and would he recognize his dream? And is it still alive in 2023? We'll be right back after this uh, quick commercial break. This season of the Urban Conservative Podcast is brought to you by Newton for Senate, working to improve education, reduce taxes, and keep North Carolina number one for business. Find out more at newtonforsenate.com. This episode of the Urban Conservative has also been sponsored by Case Technology Consulting. Help your business get value out of its data and become more efficient and streamlined. Case Technology Consulting. Check out the link in the description. Just because you're black doesn't mean you have to vote Democrat. This year, in order to see benefits for our communities, we need to vote outside the box. Find out more by visiting us at TUConservative.com. Welcome back to the Urban Conservative Podcast. I am Abdul Ali. That's my twin brother, Raheem, Architect Soto. You're watching live on YouTube, Instagram, oh wait, Twitter, and Facebook. Yeah, we're not on Instagram live right now. We're on, on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. We're talking about the life legacy of MLK. We're talking about some of the things that he stood for, what we think he was really saying to us. And I found something um, interesting, bro, because so much in our community, people are talking about reparations. I want to share this with you guys, and I want to get your take on this, Ra. Uh, Previously unreleased speech delivered by Martin Luther King in Charleston, South Carolina, June 30th, 1967. Take a listen to this. So we suffer from a kind of poverty of the spirit which stands in glaring contrast to our scientific and technological abundance. The problem is, my friends, that we have learned to fly the air like birds and We have learned to swim the seas like fish, and yet we haven't learned to walk the earth like brothers and sisters. Racial injustice is still 
the black man's burden and the white man's shame. So wherever we live in America, we have to face the fact honestly that racial discrimination is present. So don't get complacent. Certainly we've made some strides. We've made some progress here and there. But it hadn't been enough. It hadn't been fast enough. And although we've come a long, long way, we still have a long, long way to go. In 1863, the Negro was freed from the bondage of physical slavery through the Emancipation Proclamation signed by Abraham Lincoln. But the Negro was not given any land to make that freedom meaningful. And you know it was something like having a man in jail for years and years, and then you suddenly discover that this man is innocent. And go to him and say, now you are free. The man's been unjustly jailed for 35 or 40 years, and you just put him out of jail saying, now you are free. Don't give him any bus fare to get to town, no money to buy any clothes, no money to get something to eat. This is what happened to the black man in this country. I can't limit my concern to the middle class. I can't limit my concern to this particular situation where a Negro comes and says, I'm the first this. I, I, I'm just tired of the first Negro. I want some seconds and some thirds and some fourths. The civil rights movement has to address itself to this, and the nation has to do it. You see, we are such a rich nation and a fluent nation, we often don't see the poor. There are some, you see, most white people can't see the poor because they, they live in the suburbs, and then they get in town in these big cities on expressways, they don't know nothing about Watts, they've never been there. They don't know anything about Huff in Cleveland, or the west side, or the south side of Chicago, or Harlem. They've never seen it. And they allow the poor to become invisible. And a lot of Negroes, you know, who have somehow sailed or floated out of the backwaters, or the muddy waters, and they've kind of been able to ease out into the fresh flowing waters of the mainstream have forgotten the stench of the backwater. There you have it, bro. He's talking about the Hakeem Jeffries of the world. He's talking about the Kamala Harris's of the world. He's talking about you black Democrats that are forgetting where you came from, that are getting your power. Look at Maxine Waters' district right now. She's forgotten where she came from, where the people come from. As much as we want to pick this apart and we want to make this about Democrat and Republican, this should be about people remembering that we are in this thing together. 
Like, yo, we can't forget that. Yo, you muted, bro. You 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 muted. You know, it's interesting about that, right? The the talking points that he has there it seems. It seems we got to remember that he was saying these things at a time when there were actual laws on the books that were racist. that part that he was saying this at a time when it was legislatively accepted to be a, a bigot. Right. So. If he wow. could see the exponential growth that would come after his unfortunate demise, if he could see the the leaps and bounds that if America he grew. if he could see back to back. Barack Obama, if he could see yeah. Colin Powell followed by Condoleezza Rice, if he could see Clarence Thomas and Katanji Brown, if he could see the mayors, if he could the see ben the Carsons, was Ben Carson around for the Trump? Uh, for the, for uh, the Ben Carson uh, might have been a little kid around then. Yeah, all right, all you right, know, this early early kid. But the point being, bro, I I think Martin Luther King would see that a lot of his dream has been fulfilled. In our country, there are still people who have stupid ideas about races, right? There's, there are still people who have dumb ideas. But to bro, suggest bro, bro, that bro. America is still as racist as it was in 1955 today is stupid. That doesn't Listen, make any sense. You know sense. what I say? I say the people who think they are more than one race are the racist. But I don't realize we're all human. You're racist because you need... You have this idea that there's more than one thing other than human. So you, in your mind, that doesn't make you a bigot. That doesn't make you a. Uh, that doesn't make you racially discriminatory. That just makes you a, a racist. Like in that, you see the world through the lens of of this and social construct it, called race, right? It, it's what you do. But you know, I think um, I think it's interesting, and we have to we have to remember that dream Martin Luther King had, and I think we have to continue to embody it. And Word. spread it, and and um, it's always interesting that when people like him and certain other people start talking about unifying above and beyond the concepts of race, somehow we got to get that guy out of here. It just seems like an ongoing theme. So this Martin Luther King Day, we we honor Martin Luther King, we honor what he stood for, and we condemn in in all of the strongest ways we can condemn it without cursing that statue in Boston. That was. That was clearly right. a, yo. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Are you going to pull on. up? No, don't hold pull it on. up because we're going to get we're going to get hold hit on. tagged for. How are we going to get tagged for that? Hold on. I'm going to show y'all this. If you haven't seen this, I got to show you. Open open image of this tab. Hold on. I got to oh, show y'all this. Lord. If you've not seen this, this is by far one of the most atrocious things I've ever seen. What is that, bro? What is that? Can somebody explain to me what that is? Oh, that's a different angle. Now I get it. Sure. I still don't. I still that don't. That looks a little phallic on the left side there. Yeah, I, I don't get it. I, I, I don't I get don't, it either. What is I that? Don't. An embrace that they had or a hug? Yeah, that's supposed to be the embrace. Right, that looks like an eggplant for the record. That looks like an eggplant. I'm sorry, but the, this whole uh, thing yeah, on the left it, 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 looks it, eggplanty to me. I don't know. It looks like an eggplant to you? Yeah. I'm not trying to say the word. <sighs> oh, oh, you meant other eggplant. Yeah, no, eggplant all... ain't eggplant no more. <laughs> egg, the egg. You never want to send your son. Yo, don't ever send Dre. Like, yo, could you pick up some eggplants? Send <laughs> him the eggplant emoji. Don't do that. <laughs> You cannot do that. You you cannot say, "Yo, let me get some eggplant." You can't say that anymore. So we're we're exed out of asking for eggplant. Yeah, you gotta say, "Let me get some purple veggie." 
can't. So, you can't so for eggplant, sir. One one of the things here, and and oh, somebody's no, that's a terrible angle. That is yeah, terrible angle. I, I kind of I don't get it. Like I I personally don't understand. Like that doesn't look good right there. That is not the type of embrace that. At, at at the worst, it looks like she's holding a sausage. At worst, yeah, it looks I like know, so. I don't know an eggplant with that level of curt. Well, disregard. Then again, no. Nope. Right, yeah, we're not. We're not going. Into this that. is going way too far. Way too far. Ladies, yes, y'all would be, listen. Y'all would disrespectful for that. Y'all would disrespectful out. for that. Y'all was just wrong. But folks, y'all have been checking out the Urban Conservative Podcast on a Monday night live special MLK edition. As my brother and I said, please, folks, remember what Martin Luther King was talking about was us doing this together. Democrat, Republican, unaffiliated, Christian, Muslim, Buddhist, Jew, gay, straight, whatever. We all got to do the best we can while we're here. We got to share. We got to share space while we're here. So let's try to make this place the best we can. Let's try to live according to what's right and what's right for everybody and try to do the right thing. We appreciate the legacy of Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. We support what he stood for, um, all the things that we agree with. And folks, we hope you have enjoyed your holiday with your loved ones today. Some of y'all got the day off. Some of y'all didn't. Uh, we will be live tomorrow morning for top of the morning. We got some interesting things to talk about there finding more of those Biden docs. Elon Musk is winning in court. And then we're going to talk some more about potential running mates for Trump. So check us out tomorrow morning live, 8 a.m. for top of the morning. This has been the Urban Conservative Podcast, MLK 2023 episode for my twin brother, Raheem Soto. I am Adul Ali. We will see y'all next Monday night live for the Urban Conservative Podcast and in the morning for top of the morning. Peace. Just because you're black doesn't mean you have to vote Democrat. This year, in order to see benefits for our communities, we need to vote outside the box. Find out more by visiting us at TUConservative.com.